Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andy. Happy first Monday post-2021 NFL season. Okay, yeah, rolls off the tongue. Happy first post-Monday. Red Monday, they call it. Because of the firing, all the people getting fired today. Yeah, I thought it was Black Monday. Seems seems racist. No, but I thought it was Black Monday for real. I don't know. I think it's Black Monday. I thought of all the bloods flowing in the streets, the decapitated wow. heads of coaches, and and coaches who I think should be fired based on. A single game performance. That's just me. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think there were guys fired today that shouldn't have been fired, and and uh, guys not fired who probably should have been fired. I mean, Brandon, Brandon Staley should not coach in the NFL. I'm, I'm ready to go there right uh, right now. Can't can't even get into the firings. We're just going right to Brandon Staley, and yeah, I mean that was one of the like that game. We we talked about Brandon Staley uh, after the Chiefs game a couple weeks ago. I don't know if the analytics crowd has weighed in on the meaningless timeout at the end of the game that served absolutely no purpose other than to give the Raiders a chance to win the game. I don't know if the analytics community has weighed in on that. I don't know if the analytics community has weighed on going for fourth and one on your own 18 for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Uh, but here we are. Brandon Staley, he's a ride or die analytics guy so i've been critical very critical we've disagreed on, on zach taylor i mean he, he makes zach taylor look like bill walsh I, I i think brandon staley has made so many bad decisions in key moments let's key just games. let's just skip let's go let's just go straight to the timeout because i'm kind of sick of hearing already the argument that the Raiders didn't do anything differently based on the timeout. Let me just start by saying, so what? I need an explanation for the timeout. Regardless, the one he gave was utter horseshit. Utter horseshit. We're going to get our run defense in the game. What were you doing on first and second downs when they were very clearly running the ball and you stopped them? You didn't have your run defense in the game. What a, the worst thing for a coach, honestly, worse than when you make a terrible decision is when you are questioned about one of your decisions after the game and you lie. Now you're a bad coach and you're a filthy liar. That was absolutely not what his strategy was. 
let me I'll play the clip. It's a quick clip. Let me play. This is the clip which I posted on Twitter. This was his reason for the timeout. Yeah, we needed to get in the right grouping. We felt like they were going to run the ball, so we wanted to get our best 11 personnel run defense in, um, make that substitution so that we could, you know, get a play where we were deep in the field goal. Derek Carr said after the game that that timeout changed their mentality. Do you think that had any reason to do with them? I don't think it changed their mindset because they were going to run the ball on the play before, and then they ran the ball the very next play. Well, so they were in the shotgun on play sure before. We got our run defense in there. Um, and we, had, you know, we obviously didn't execute well enough, but we wanted to get our premium one back run defense in here. And okay. Horseshit. It's a lie. 100% a lie. He's a liar. Okay. So let's just start with that. So now the coach of your team is a liar and is not accountable for his own decisions. Liar. Okay. Now let's go to, let's break down another thing. You can't substitute without a timeout you do it all the fucking time okay now let's go on to the raiders were in shotgun running shotgun essentially draw plays for two yard gains then they line up under center and go off tackle and ice the game so you change their decision one way or the other you also let their offense rest reset make a plan i was texting with you during the game saying they are very clear. I said they're going to take a field goal shot at the buzzer. Just it's a free kick. Like a like a yeah, you were saying I mean it's like a 56 57 yarder. Yeah, it's a freebie. What like unless it's blocked. Barring disaster. Barring disaster, you just get a free long kick at the win. And I I agree that they were going to do that. I don't think that they were going to kneel out time and take the tie. I think that they were going to take a free shot at the win. But then you stopped them you stopped the clock because and this is the only reasoning but he didn't mention it because he's a liar you thought if you stop the clock and you stop them and they get a long field goal and they miss it you actually have 30 seconds or whatever it is and an opportunity to take one shot downfield and then kick your own field goal for the win that's what you were doing which is stupid because you just snuck into the fucking overtime with a miraculous thing of place now take your tie at least take your tie if they kick it and you're out on a 57 yarder at the buzzer when they're not even attempting to get more yardage fine but for you to give them a better chance at it and now you're out of the playoffs you're a liar you're an idiot and you fucking stand for nothing just get up there and say we wanted to win the game but instead you lost the game now you're out of the playoffs. The idea that the Raiders were going to try to kick it anyway, and so then it didn't change anything, is stupid. It did change something. They got under center. They made a valiant attempt to run the ball as opposed to the play that I'm always most critical of because it seems like you're giving up being in a shotgun run formation, having your offensive lineman in pass blocking formation and then handing off the ball to a guy with absolutely no fucking steam. That well, is a give up run play. Well, of course and it they cha- were I mean, giving up and well, you know, Derek Carr. I mean, he says, he says it right here. He says it right here. You guys are still tied. You're driving. This thing could have ended in a tie. 
a timeout. How did that shift the strategy? Yeah, it definitely did, obviously. Uh, but we, we. And then he goes on to say, but we were going for the win. Yeah. They were going to kick a field goal anyway from 57 yards. But he just yards. said, Derek Hart, of course it changed the strategy. And then the Raiders head coach also says the same thing later on in the press conference. It changed the strategy. Because everybody was like, what the fuck are they doing? I guess now we're all trying to win this game for real, for real. Sure. A hundred percent. He coached him out of the playoff spot. Multiple times this year. Multiple times. And specifically in that play. What are you calling a timeout for? You want one 12 second long crossing route and a timeout and a chance at your own 50 something yard field goal after escaping their field goal to lose. Also, Take your fucking tie. Yeah. Also, it's really. So let's play this out. Let's let's say he doesn't call a timeout. I think it was like 36 or 38 seconds. The Raiders run one more play. They have their timeout, which then they're going to use to kick a long field goal. And also the difference between a. Let's say a 54 to 56 yard field goal and a 46 yard. It's a big difference. Of course it is. The trajectory, how you kick it, the he almost angles. missed a forty-six yard field goal. All those things are now. Now Carlson was perfect. He's perfect at the stadium at Allegiant. So he, so he's a good kicker. But, but it, it really does change everything by calling. It just and when you all the when, things when you call it time, it, it gets everybody time to think and prepare. It well, it gave you, them the, it gave them the time to go. Let's go under center and run it off tackle. You you want chaos. If you can't see, like here's here's my problem with the people who are critical. If you can't see the 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 different approach in body language, in play call, in formation, in whatever for the first two plays on that drive, on that run, the first two runs uh, on first and second down before that, and the one on third down, then you're then stop watching football. You're a fucking idiot. Stop watching football. They casually. Yes. Handed off yes. to a guy who's protecting the ball with both yes. hands and dancing and making sure not to get lose the ball. And then on third down and, and up your ass. Yes. Under can, center, up your ass. It's a different play call because you guys called a timeout. Brandon Staley single-handedly lost that game in overtime. And also they were staying in bounds. Like it could not have been more obvious. Like you said, when you're yeah. watching the game, you're saying, Oh, they're going for a long field goal. They have house money, so to speak. They make it, they win the game. They miss it. They're tied. Yeah. They go to the playoffs either way. And then also, if you want to do what you did, if they miss it and you then have what just, then it's just free. You have a free chance. Cool. Free chance at a, Pass interference, free chance at a Hail Mary, free chance at a, a a quick out and a long field goal. Like you got to take your free chance. That's fine. I'm not saying then you take a knee out to win. You can try to win the game too. But the idea that you're going to fucking saved. Oh, oh, they're not even, they're not even going to try. So fuck them for not trying. We'll save the time when we'll try. Well, how'd that play? How'd that work out for you? Let me play. I'll play a call. Of course, we got calls about this. I'll play a call real quick about Staley's timeout. What's up, Joe and Andy? I have a two-part question based on 
Sunday night game last night. Um, well, the first one was more of a statement, but uh, the sentiment at the end of the game that uh, Staley's timeout was bad, uh, I just completely disagree with. Uh, Staley called the timeout because he knew Basicchio wanted to win the game. That's just like a given. And he was trying to get a stop. Like the Raiders lined up for a play with 38 seconds left in shotgun. They gave no evidence that they were just going to kneel it out. I don't think the timeout changed anything that the Raiders were going to do. The Raiders wanted to play Cincinnati in the first round instead of Kansas City. Like that's just a given. And I don't think that the timeout changed the thought process for the Raiders there. So I, the sentiment on Twitter and stuff just doesn't make much sense to me. And then my second question is, what if the, the roles were switched and the Raiders, if they won the game, played Kansas City, but if they tied, they would go to Cincinnati. Do you still think they would have kicked the field goal, or would they have tied? Let me guys think. Condoms are for Jason Garrett. Well, the first part of your question is already it's just wrong, man. I, again, we already have audio. We just, I just played it. Derek Carr said it changed everything. The, Ra- they, they literally come out in a different formation. So yeah, the, what the fuck are we talking about? The Raiders head coach already says it changed everything. It, it, yeah, and Joe, I, I, I agree with everybody who says they were still trying to win the game. Yeah, we're I'm just not saying they were trying to the- win the game without putting them in a position to potentially lose the game. Yeah, they were playing a very safe. This is the safest way that we have a kick at the at the buzzer to win the game. It's a free coin flip. It's yeah. a free roll. Let's do this. And then we get a kick at the win because it even to go full Rosie Perez, even if we tie, we really win. The only way you lose is if you lose. So he was going to take a win or a tie, both a win. But the idea that it didn't change the play call, that it didn't change, it did. Look well, at look at the evidence. Not just the, look at the evidence. The evidence is is the quarterback and the coach, and the coach. saying that. Yeah, they're, they're on record saying it changed. But also, you have to be an idiot to not watch those first two run plays and not see the difference in just the approach to running the ball on sure. third down. But then the other thing is they weren't let me put this way, Joe. They weren't even going to, they were not going to pass it. They were saying, we're going to play as conservative as possible. Try to get some yards to get a closer field goal. They, they were not going to risk anything. Again, they were playing for a win with a tie at worst. And, and, and let's, first of all, I a hundred percent, I I'm going to say it again. I'm going to reiterate. Brandon Staley is a liar. That was a lie. His statement was a lie. Now let's pretend it wasn't a lie. You called a timeout to get your run defense in the game. Then they r- lined up and ran the ball off tackle and they fucking ran your run defense over. Well, now you're a terrible coach because you called the timeout to stop a run and couldn't stop a fucking run. Yeah. This well, was your special run defense wide gapped front. Just allowing guys to go fucking 13 yards off tackle. This is your this is what you're a bad coach. If you call a timeout to specifically stop a run play and you get gashed for 13 yards. Yeah. Now now you should be fired for that. Well, I I actually think you should be fired more for your lie, not playing out the way you pretended it was. than you should be for lying. Yeah. Well. He was hired to be a defensive coach because he was the defensive coordinator of the Rams last year, right? And they were ranked number one in defense. The Chargers defense has been terrible this year. Their offense is what has won games for them in spite of his bad defense, in spite of his bad coaching. 
I had and another, I, and I'll be t- and I'll be completely honest with the, an answer for the second part of his question. I think for the teams that are not, I think in in the NFL, if you're not a one seed, if you're not like, hey, we're going to bench our guys, we have the one seed locked up, or hey, we have to play this week to get the one seed to get a bye, formerly the one or the two seed to get a bye, dude. I don't think. Like, honestly, if your strategy is let's avoid the Chiefs and in turn you avoid the playoffs. Like anybody who's strategizing on the cusp of maybe or maybe not making the playoffs, strategizing who they want to play. Yeah, they're not thinking fucking about stupid. They're not thinking about that. They're not they, thinking about it. They just want to get in. So here, here's an interesting call on what could have happened. If they both decide to kneel it the whole game or in overtime. <laughs> hey, it's Pat Jason Kidd. And I just wanted to talk really quickly about the uh, rate, the uh, Raiders and Chargers game and the fact that people are sitting there talking about how they should just kneel it out the entire time. What I found was an interesting rule that apparently if that was to happen, the commissioner is actually allowed to call collusion and give both teams a loss. So if they had nailed it out, there's a chance that actually neither team would have made the playoffs if they just decided not to play the game at all in this kneel, which I think would have been extra fun just because it would have put so much flack on Roger Goodell for doing something that absolutely he should do in that situation. But just thought that was a little interesting wrinkle that I came across that didn't see a lot of people talking about and thought it might be interesting to add to the discussion. All right. Thanks. That would have been that would have been especially awesome because it would have been it would have forced Roger Goodell to even say or talk about the idea that collusion is possible in the NFL when he's been avoiding that very topic for the last five seasons. Like, what? No, no. Teams don't talk to each other. What are you talking about? No. Thirty-two separate decisions not to hire the guy. There's no collusion, and collusion doesn't exist in the NFL. That would have been amazing if I didn't know that rule that he could make that decision if. They think there's collusion. But also, couldn't you just like, couldn't you do it's that? It's gamemanship. Like, how is yeah. it not gamemanship? Couldn't you do that without colluding? Couldn't you just come out and take four knees to start the game and just see what the other team does? Yeah. Or in overtime? Yeah. I mean, I mean look, the, the goal is to Well, keep- I feel like it played out in overtime. In overtime, it played out in that the Raiders were like, well, Listen, we're happy to take the tie. And Brandy sure. is like, no, you're not. You're going to win this goddamn game whether you like it or not. And that's the thing. The goal is to continue your season, right? Uh, let's, 100%. Let, let, let's not lose, lose focus. The, the goal is to continue your season. I feel like no one's saying this. The goal is to continue their season. And, and to bring it back to the timeout, by calling that timeout, you're basically saying that's not really your goal. Because the goal, here's the irony. Here's the irony. Actually, let's bring it back to the analytics. You and I have been very critical of these analytics people. And in my opinion, they've gone MIA last night on some of the calls that he's making. Uh, If you're an analytics guy, Brandon Staley, you would know the analytics tell you to not call a timeout there. Which brings me to my point. I have five reasons why he called the timeout. And that could be one of them. One, so I'll give you my Andy Ruther five reasons why he called a timeout. One, his AI had a malfunction that Brandon Staley is actually artificial intelligence. 
That's one of my five reasons. He's yeah. actually a robot, and there was a glitch in his AI because he goes for it on fourth and one on his own 18, down three on the road of a game he has to win to make the playoffs. So I think maybe there was an AI malfunction. That's my first reason he might have went for it. My second reason, he has deep ties with the Vegas mob, and he owed him a favor. Quite possibly, he calls a timeout there. He's in deep with the mob. He owes him a favor. My third reason, he secretly works for the Steelers, and we don't know about it. He's like a CIA operative within the NFL system, and he somehow has a connection to the Steelers. He secretly works for them. We don't know about it. The fourth down call now this. That's my third possible reason. My fourth reason, he just wanted a longer offseason. He's like, dude, I want to go back to my beach house in Los Angeles. I don't want to keep working. I want a longer offseason. I'm calling a timeout. I want the season to end. And my fifth and final possible reason why he called the timeout is that he was still drunk from the previous night out in Las Vegas and had no clue what he was doing. Okay. I like these. I'm going with the sixth and and the option I'm I'm locking in is my answer. He's stupid and incompetent and can't make smart coaching decisions if they were placed in front of him with a fucking bell on the, on the right answer. And, and you know, what sucks. You, you know who the biggest loser in this is? Uh, well, the biggest losers in this for sure are the five chargers fans that exist on earth and people who stupidly jumped on the Brandon Staley analytics defense train earlier in the year. And now are just floating out at sea looking well, like total assholes that are going to drown to death. Well, they are, but I would argue NFL or football fans in general, because it would have been Chargers at Bills. Like that would have been a thing about the Chargers. Say what you want about them. They're a fun team to watch. They're frustrating if you're a Chargers fan, but they're also exciting, right? We saw that. Justin Herbert, Joe, would you say at this point, I know he's in only in his second year. I feel like they can always be in games no matter what the score. Absolutely. Right. So that would have been a fun game to see the Chargers and that offense and Herbert go to Buffalo against that defense in the cold against Josh Allen. That would have been fun. (laughs) Bless you. Absolutely. You, you, You know, and I think that's the biggest loser. Instead, instead of that, how this all plays out, you know, we don't get to see that and we don't get to see Herbert and we don't get to see the offense. And, and, and to me, that's that's the we biggest loss. See, we get to see the Steelers butt rape. Oh, this uh, get butt raped by the Chiefs. Absolutely disgusting. And I said how appropriate it would be. I tweeted last night how appropriate it would be to end Ben Roethlisberger's career by both teams just agreeing to not force it in. Yeah. Just do you want to score? No. Do you want to score? No. And then just be like, cool. I'm glad that we've colluded that no means no. No one's going to force it in here in overtime. Seriously. I know. And, and, and then, and then the Raiders, the Raiders went up to a hotel room to fix a television. They got there. They said the television's not broken. We're going to leave. And Brandon Staley was like, time out. Now you can't leave. And then the Raiders were like, fine. You're forcing us to force it in. I for, Well, I, I will say this. As it, it, troubled as I've been by the Staley. And for the record, I don't know if I'm going to renew my season tickets now. I was going to. 
I'm not even exaggerating. I was going to renew my season tickets. I know people are like, well, Ruth, you don't even go to the games. You don't even live there. Out of principle, how can this guy be their coach? Like, like Joe, what is that locker room? Like I, I would, uh, I would have to me. I've, I've been saying it the whole year. Like this, this team was a disappointment the entire season. And for it to end that way is almost like it's in line with how the whole season went. They, they left so many points on the table with terrible decisions. They ended up leaving so many games on the table. Like just like so many of their games ended like, Hey, if we just had one more point in this game, we would have won but we left six on the table and now we lost the same way. All they needed was one more win on this season and they're in the playoffs and they left four on the table with terrible, terrible coaching decisions. I would argue talent wise, both sides of the ball, not just as talent and skill. The charge, I would argue you could put the chargers head to head with any team in the AFC talent wise, because they, they have enough talent all around talent on that team. And for them to go nine and eight and not make the playoffs, that's on the coach. The, the fourth down decision. And then you take the ball out of Herbert's hands. You, you give, you had back-to-back dives up the middle with Eckler. I, I just, if you're going to, you, you know, Collinsworth kept saying it and I agreed with him. How many times are you not going to use his legs when you can use them? On that fourth down, why not do a rollout Run pass option with Herbert. He's a big guy. Utilize his strength. Utilize his legs. Just, just, just disappointing across the board. But hey, we're being critical. We got to give some credit where credit's due to the Raiders and keeping it together. They had a coach fired, guy killed somebody in a drunken DUI. Another guy gets a DUI nonstop disaster and distractions and they found a way to finish three wins in a row and five and two in their last seven games and they made the playoffs the Raiders now a quick sneak peek obviously we'll do in depth on Thursday's episode I'm not giving them much of a chance and I'm I, I am ready to almost concede the Bengals will win a playoff game because this is the game I did not want I think that I think it's going to be see, really see, tough. Now this is this is such this is such an Andy Ruther bail. Like, I'm not bailing. You are bailing because here's the thing: your previous, uh, you know, sort of attitude toward the Bengals is, I don't care who they play. I don't care what. I don't care if they if. Joe Montana gets in a time machine and takes over a quarterback for Joe Burrow and Jerry Rice's. If Mike Brown coaches, owns this team, they can't win a playoff game. They can't. It's that it has nothing to do with their talent. It has nothing to do with their matchup. It's that this team is, will never, ever, ever win a playoff game. If it was them versus the little giants, they wouldn't fucking score a point. They're the debacle of a franchise. And now you're like, well, this matchup looks pretty good for them. Well, I'm just being honest. I'm just, I'll, look, I'm trying to be honest. I, I think I said this going in. So you're, so, what you're saying is this Bengals team is different. What I'm saying is. Say this Bengals team is different. Hold on. Let me, let me say what I'm going to say. What I'm saying is I have gone on record saying that's been my, my, my mantra. Let's just call it what it is. They will never win a playoff game as long as Mike Brown's alive. Right. That was always my thing. It has nothing about. to do with the players. It has nothing to do with the coaches. It's Mike Brown. Playoff matchups. 
Burrow's definitely different. I I I think he's a great quarterback. He's definitely got the it factor, which previous quarterbacks didn't have. Now, now the curse is still there. I'm not saying they're for sure going to win, but if you had a gun to my head, I would go with the Bengals. I was hoping they got the Patriots. I felt very confident if the Bengals had the Patriots. This is the least confident team I probably have is the Raiders. Look, I mean, playoffs. better if it was the Steelers. They they wipe the floor with the yeah, Steelers. They already wiped the floor with them twice. I I think the the matchup is very good for the Raiders. And in the Bengals. first game, Burrow didn't do much, but they ran the ball all over them. Now, right now, early weather predictions are mid thirties and snow Saturday. I don't know who that helps more. Probably the team that plays outside. Yes, I'd assume the team that exactly the team that plays outside mid thirties and snow. So look, the 31 year drought could end. I can eat my words. I could lose whatever it is, is six or 700 bucks that I owed out to people. I've been getting really aggressive and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see it play out. But I, I think last night was the Raiders Super Bowl um, and, and good for them for keeping it together. So will be Derek Carr's first ever playoff start. So will be Burrow's first playoff start, of course, and, and it should be a fun game. But yeah, like, Joe, I like, I like watching, I like watching both these teams and it'll be fun. I have no rooting interest in it whatsoever. Um, you know, I'm a low key, like medium Raiders fan, but you know, I, I'll just be watching that to watch it. And it's like, let's go. I also kind of love, you know, seeing this different Bengals team rake you over the coals. That's nice. Early spread six. What do you feel about that? Um, I mean, I think that's right on spread wise. Uh, I think it'll probably be, I think it'll be a, a one score game. I don't, I don't see any team rolling over. I, I, as, as good as, as, as much as I think the Bengals are better, more talented, um, and you know, playing a home game, I don't see them rolling, but at the same time, yeah, I think that's about right. And I think the Bengals probably win. Yeah. Well, you know, the, we're in a new year, Joe. And, uh, that game stressed me out last night. I didn't like it. I'm stressing me out that I might lose some money, but luckily I can hop on my talk space app and I can talk to a licensed therapist to help me deal with this. And, and I think a lot of the players or a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the players on the chargers could get some help from the talk space app because they're stuck with their coach and that could not be good for their mental health. We can only assume that a lot of these guys might need somebody to talk to after Brandon Staley's debacle of a coaching decision after decision last night. So guys, whether you are dealing with anxiety, depression, self-doubt, or anything else, Talkspace will match you with a licensed therapist who can give you support whenever you need. 24-7. That's what's great. It's easy to set up these meetings. You can do it via video. You can do calls. And you can send messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. So if you have not ever spoken with anybody, I can't recommend this enough. And it's a great way to start your 2022. Make it a New Year's resolution where you value your mental health. So make mental health part of your daily routine with Talkspace. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code DIRTY at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code DIRTY. You, 
might need to use Talkspace as well. How, how are we doing over there as a New York Giants fan? What's going on with the team? I, I'm fine, honestly. Um, uh, like, listen, this you're, we're talking to me after week 18 when this the Giants season ended, you know, in week 10 or whatever it was, week 11. Um, I'm, I'm totally fine. I mean, Gettleman is leaving. As I said last week, I think you, you know, the, the only thing that you can't do is be a team that just constantly sets everybody on fire all at once and then tries to figure it out and tries to figure out. I mean, you look around the league today with some coaches being fired when probably they should have just moved on from their quarterbacks or vice versa or GMs or whatever it may be. And um, listen, the gentlemen retiring would it have been better for them to slash his throat and you know chain him to the back of a truck and drag him out of the meadowlands sure but he's retiring so he leaves either way the the sort of fan base seems to be an uproar today that joe judge wasn't fired at the exact same time and that they didn't sign aaron Rodgers to replace daniel jones um, which I said yesterday, jokingly in a tweet, but also semi-seriously, Daniel Jones should get MVP votes for winning four games with this team. And look what happened. The second Daniel Jones went down, they became the most pathetic version of a football team ever, which is, you know, people can shit on Daniel Jones all they want, but look at this team. They won four games. They beat multiple playoff teams, including this Raiders team that just made it including the Eagles. Uh, they're in games against the chiefs that, that gets snatched from them with a, you know, like phantom taunting call. So to me as a giants fan, it's like, it should make you at least feel a little bit better about your quarterback situation. People are upset. Joe judge wasn't fired at the same time, but like, isn't it, a good thing to say, we're going to bring in a GM and let him make the decision on the coach. You're, 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 you're certainly not throwing. You're certainly not saying Joe judge will necessarily be here. You're saying we're going to hire a guy and let him make that. decision. I don't think he was the right hire from the start. Personally, Joe judge. Yes. Okay. Who was the right hire? I don't know. That's out of my pay grade. I, 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 I just, I don't know. The irony is a coach that I really like who was just fired is available in Flores. I, I mean, the Brian Flores firing is, is this, but, but is listen, absurd. that's what I just said about, but like shameful for franchises like the dolphins and the Vikings, not to just send their GM or their owner or whoever that they didn't fire out there and just say, we fucked up. We never should have drafted Tua. The only reason we won games is because we have a defensive head coach who has put together a good defense. It's shameful for the Vikings not to say we fucked up. We never should have. We never should have given Kirk Cousins that money. We made it to the NFC championship game without a fucking quarterback that anybody's ever heard of because we played defense because we ran the ball because Mike Zimmer is a good coach. We fucked up the idea. Like you talk about. Giants fans being upset that Joe, like the idea that Kirk Cousins just gonna Kirk Cousins is a Viking right now. He's just like out there getting money, fucking 
It's in his Twitter bio. He'll he'll mention it at church on Sunday. Quarterback of the fucking Vikings. And Mike Zimmer's gone. Dude, you guys, sometimes you just need to eat a plate of shit. You fucked up. You fucked up your quarterback situation. Why should why should a good man fall for that? Why should Flores have to take a fall for that? Why should Zimmer have to take a fall for that? Yeah. Uh, somebody in the what you call Mean Girls chat uh, put this out. This is a great share. This is from two weeks before Kirk Cousins was signed by the Vikings. The biggest takeaway from Mike Zimmer's chat with local media today, his emphasis was that the Vikings shouldn't spend a massive amount on QB if it takes away from other areas. Doesn't want to take away from strengths and, quote, not be able to do that anymore because of financial reasons. Mike Zimmer saw it was coming two weeks before it was coming and three years before he got fired for it. Yeah, I'm, look, I've always, I like Zimmer. I, I think it's tough when you have back-to-back seasons where you don't make the playoffs. And, and, and obviously a lot of those close games, you can argue, is on the head coach. They, they lost a ton of close games. But I, I also see your points. And, and, and I, I think he was a good coach overall. I mean, the Dolphins won seven games in a row at one point. That's what I'm saying. To, to, to me, the, the, the dolphin situation is, is mind-boggling because when you start one and seven and then you win seven of your last eight, that literally is the definition of a good coach. When things get tough, and not just tough, awful, you started one and seven. If you could turn it around that drastically within the season, that's because of coaching. That's because you did something different. You made adjustments or you motivated your players. That is the definition of a good well, coach. Well, listen, they're committed, hope, to, they're committed to a bad quarterback situation down there. So in the in the long run, this is good for him. I hope the Dolphins suck for years. Like, I, I, I like th- Flores. I think that they probably will. I hope they suck for years for this decision. It's a terrible decision. He overall had a winning record in three years. He was in the same division against the Patriots. He's the only Bill Belichick former coach with a winning with a winning record against Belichick. He's four and two in six meetings. The only one ever with a winning record against his former coach. Belichick has dominated his former assistants. So to the Miami Dolphins owner, and I forget his name, you're an idiot. This was solely your decision. And they're going to go pursue Deshaun Watson why don't you just keep your coach and then pursue Deshaun Watson? Right. A hundred percent. Cause your coach wasn't the problem. No, you know, you know, you have a player problem and you're addressing it. So why don't you let your coach be your coach then? Yeah. Now the Vic Fangio fire in Denver. I don't mind that. Another situation though, where like, I hate to say it, it's the big three. It's the GM. It's the quarterback. It's the coach. If one of them is fully incompetent, it's hard to win. It's still possible, but it's hard. Yeah. If two of them are incompetent. It's impossible. Yeah. I agree. You have never had a quarterback in Denver since Peyton Manning retired. True. It's tough to win when you 
not only don't have a quarterback, you Chargers, have a question mark. Raiders, Chiefs, six games a year. You got Teddy Bridgewater. You got Drew Locke. Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Teddy Two Gloves. <laughs> Mahomes, the young goat, Herbert, headband dominance, Derek Carr, riding on the power of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Drew Locke. Yeah. It's true, though. Kaepernick curse. You love to see it. I, I, I just I like, you know, I, I don't I don't know what you're. I understand the Fangio fire. He was he was a questionable hire at the time. He was the oldest I think head coach ever in the history of the NFL to be a first time head coach at that age. But, you know, they were in games. They played they played all right. They had a good defense. It was it's always their offense. It's always their offense. Now the Matt Nagy hire, we all understand. Yeah, he should have been fired years ago. He's yeah. Honestly, it's insane. Like honestly, we we should we shouldn't even really spend all that much time on. It's like, dude, your GM should have been fired. Your coach should have been fired. But you know what? They drafted a quarterback last year. Hard to say what his ability is in the NFL so far. Because, again, two of the three fully incompetent. Good. This is what you need to do. You have three main cogs to the machine. If two of them are broken, remove them. See if the other one works. Yeah. You need a control group. Don't be the Jets. You need a control group. You can't just fire everybody all the time and start over and start over and start over and start over. Because next thing you know, it's 50 years since you played in the Super Bowl. So you got your quarterback, maybe have that as your control group, fire the other two guys, see what you can do. Way, 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 way more appropriate than when you have the control group of Mike Zimmer got to an NFC championship game. Didn't need a quarterback. But we'll keep cousins and see what we can put around him. Honestly, it's 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 becoming harder and harder for me to hate anybody in the league more than I hate Kirk Cousins. How does it happen? How does how does like is this is this Jesus freak stuff? Like how do you even convince people that you're not worth like sending out in a garbage truck? They were in the NFC Championship game with Case Keenum the fucking year before you got there. Since you arrived, you won a single playoff game on an egregious missed offensive pass interference and then missed the playoffs twice. In a division, I might add, that's totally doable to make the playoffs. Uh, you're... We just talked about that AFC West. You get free games against the Lions. The Bears. Free games against the Bears. Yeah. I mean, that should should be a three out of four every year. Really should. Unless you're the kind of guy who loses to the Lions. Would you fire Carson Wentz? I mean, 
dude, Carson Wentz. That that, did. that 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 game. I mean, what percentage of that loss you put on Carson Wentz? It was tough. It was tough to watch, and I and I had the whole game on. I'd put a lot on him. That's what made the the tie last night possible. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, if that happens, but it won't because, I mean, the Colts aren't losing to the Jaguars. Colts got their shit pushed in by the Jaguars. They were never in the game. And, you know, I put a lot on a Frank Reich, too. Yeah. Have your team prepared. You start, you, you know, you're nine and six. You lose three in a row. To, to me, you know, it's it's the reverse what I was saying about Brian Flores. When you win seven in a row and you start poorly. Now, the Colts started poorly too, and then they went on a hot streak, but then they then they ended poorly. They were they were never in they were mentally checked out of that game the minute it started. Yep. The Jags drove right down, scored. They were they were out of that game mentally. They were out of that game at home last week against the Raiders. They were checked out. That's on coaching. And Carson Wentz was having an MVP type season before he got injured the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And obviously Reich was his offensive coordinator and they were trying to rekindle the magic from that season. And it just never happened. I mean, there were glimpses, but the bottom line with Carson Wentz is, is unfortunately he's like a, uh, you know, a seesaw. What like, you got to you you have to worry every time he makes a, a great play because it's going to be balanced out by one of the most horrific plays and terrible decisions you've ever seen. You have to protect the ball. He's the he is the exact opposite of a game manager. Yes, I mean, how many times was he sacked yesterday? Six? I think he was sacked six times. Dude, you're playing the Jaguars. Six times. An interception. He sacked six times, interception, and he lost the fumble. Trevor Lawrence sacked one time. He got he got outplayed by Trevor Lawrence. Plain and simple. Let me play a call. Colts fan about Carson Wentz. Oh yeah. What's up, Joe and Andy? Uh, it's Adam calling from beautiful, sunny Denver, Colorado. Oh, my God. I uh, just watched Carson Wentz absolutely blow the cold season. And I have to think if they bring him back next year, I'm not going to watch one second of their games. I'm done rooting for this team next year if he's still their quarterback. Uh wanted to know what uh, what players, if your team re-signs them, have you seen in the past that uh, that you would also boycott their team? I know uh, Andy's kind of talked about, uh, you know, for the Bengals, it's the not winning a playoff game, which is legit, but uh, just wanted to know your, your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Stay dirty. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, as a as a outsider watching this cold situation, like I think I think you are gonna have Carson Wentz next year. Yeah, you, you will. But again, not to take anything away from Carson Wentz, and the the blame does have to be distributed around. Like like you guys just gave up 
The defense was not good either. You were giving up too many third down conversions and too many inopportune plays when you had to stop them. They just, again, they were not prepared. I'd like and, to see. I mean, what, what was, uh, what was Jonathan Taylor's line even yesterday? I'll pull it Box up. score, 15 carries for 77 yards. So he's averaging over five yards a carry. They get him 100 yards. They're undefeated. Well, they were in the hole so bad. You know, they're down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm tell, just that to, tell that to the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry when they're in a hole, how they get, how they get out of a hole. Because I usually turn it over to Carson Wentz. Turn True. it over to Ryan Tannehill. I mean, they were only down 10 and a half. You can still keep running the ball in the second half. Um, the Giants at this point, in terms of his que- his second part of his question, is like super talented guy, no doubt about it. But if Ed- if Evan Engram is on the Giants next year, kill yourselves. He'll go on and he'll you know break tight end receiving records with like the Chiefs or something like that. But get him the fuck off my football team. The Titans won a tough one yesterday. You just mentioned them. They're up 21 nothing. Texans came back, but they went six and three without Derrick Henry, man. I, I think I think this is one of the more interesting coach of the year discussions. I mean, that's that's a hell of a nine-game stretch without your star player. Well, who who else is in the mix? For coach the of the boy, year? Zach Taylor. I'm sure you're going to say my boy. Most people will too. I obviously, I, I vehemently disagree. I, you know, is, is Sean Payton in the mix? I know they didn't make the playoffs, but I think an argument can be made. I don't think it can be made. No, no. For what? The core. I mean, you know, who, who are they playing with, dude? They haven't had well, the receiver all year. Like, Kamara missed a bunch of games. They the quarterback situation was su- like. Let me ask you this: did the, did the Saints have no reason the Saints should have been above five hundred this year, and they were? Okay, so let's throw him out. Then maybe that maybe that was me being a little aggressive. They also they also I mean Sean Payton was a big part of deciding that he was going to ride with Jameis Winston this year. Okay, uh, that that bit him in the ass. Okay, fair enough. So we have Rabel. We have your boy Zach Taylor. Eagles, Eagles, Sirianni's going to get mentioned, man. It's his first year. No one expected this. You got him. I mean, nine and seven, sneaking in the playoffs in a terrible division. You're, you're basically Vince Lombardi. Nine and eight. I know you're going to be a hater. He's going to get mentioned. Nine and eight. Even, even better. Nine and eight. You're an eight and eight. Remember when eight and eight was a punchline? Then we added a set, uh, an 18th week of the season, and now nine and eight is coach of the year. Whatever you do, don't be an eight and eight Jason Garrett every year. Whatever you do, don't Jeff Fisher. Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, obviously they, they, they falter at the end. No one expected them to win that many games, though. Come on. Let's be honest. I'd have to give it to Vrabel personally. I didn't see them winning nine games. I'm sorry, six going six and three without. LaFleur doesn't doesn't get any love because now he just wins 13 games every year. Okay, that's a fair point. 
I'm, no, I'm just a, I'm yeah. asking. I'm not. No, I'm, no, no, I'm no, asking, no. I'm asking the question. No, I, I think he should get love too. I mean, the Titans. Uh, by the way, Matt Lafleur has won 13 games uh, more times in three seasons with the Green Bay Packers than Mike McCarthy did in however many years he was with the Green Bay Packers. McCarthy won 13 games once and 15 games once. Otherwise, he never won 13 games. It's a good stat line right there. Good stat line. Good luck to Dallas in their home playoff game. Was there anything that just jumped out at you yesterday in some of these games, some of these other games we haven't discussed? Um, I think, I mean, a lot of them went sort of as expected with, you know, uh, yeah, I think, I think the Browns, you know, Chiefs Broncos was a closer game that, that I think a lot of people expected, you know, Brands Bengals was uh, a punted game. Sure. Packers Lions was a punted game. Uh, Vikings 31, 17. I mean, p- p- like the epitome of exactly everything I said, of course, of course, Kirk Cousins is going to come out and throw three touchdowns when there's absolutely nothing on the line except his coach's job. So now he'll him and his super church and his unvaccinated ass will stick around. And Mike Zimmer, who took his team way farther than Kirk Cousins has taken any team that he's ever played for at any level of football, uh, gets fired on his behalf. I mean, Steelers, Ravens, I think we all, both of us predicted, uh, uh, we, we didn't understand the Ravens line. Everything. I mean, Niners Rams, I guess, is like the only game left to talk about. I mean, Dolphins Patriots was surprising, but we've all said like this. This just seems this is a thing with I'm starting to think it's Bill Belichick that goes out to South Beach when the when the Patriots go to fucking Miami. Because this is this is now crossing generations of players. Yeah, they always struggle. They don't fucking show up. This guy's deep sea fishing every single time he goes to Miami. Yeah, He's looking for Marlins. Yeah. Um, otherwise I guess the Niners Rams game let's, is the only thing. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean, Matthew Stafford, he just, he makes some bad throws, man. This is it. I mean, this is now, this is what it's all been about, right? All the Matthew Stafford haters have said, Matthew Stafford can't win a playoff game. The Matthew Stafford truthers i guess that's what i would consider myself is no one who ever plays for detroit wins a playoff game but this is this is it now right uh hosting a division team that you saw twice during the regular season in sofi for a playoff game i mean who do you like in that game i want to say i like the rams i mean they're the better team or you know i just dude it comes down to him for me it's like which which you know, which Stafford's going to show up? I, I, I mean, l- listen to these. Listen to these. Four stri- point Los Angeles Rams favorites right now on a so, Monday night playoff game. So listen to these stretches, though, Joe. Like I said, it's, it's which it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He had a, a three game stretch in the middle of the year where he throws five interceptions. And now he's in the middle of a four-game stretch where he's thrown eight. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he, he, 
I feel like he's either really good and efficient or it's like, like, dude, that, that you just underthrew that, that last throw, you just under to Beckham, you just underthrew it. Yep. Like I'm not, I, 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 I don't think there's any way around that. It's a bad pass in my opinion. Absolutely. So, so I don't know. And by the way, he I didn't I, even give he didn't even give the give black Jesus a chance at that ball. That was I, like, I consider like, myself probably somewhere pick. in the middle, like where you used it. Like, I think he's a good quarterback. I'm, I'm not. And, and I definitely agree with you. Like there's something to Detroit as someone who's from Cincinnati, the, the, the this bad stink of a franchise, just wondering, hopelessly lost in the wilderness. Like that's a real thing for a professional sports team if you just don't win in the playoffs that's a real thing so like that's where i give a mulligan to stafford but now you got the weapons you got the city you got the defense you got the coach you gotta win you gotta win he's gotta win this game well i mean that's but but like and not just this game yeah the thing about the thing about stafford especially as a replacement for Goff, there is like it really doesn't matter about those bad stretches. It really doesn't matter what their record is. It really doesn't matter how they finish the season. They won the West in a in a division with three teams make the playoffs. In a division with Seattle, who's always you know going to be in the mix one way or the other, even if it's just in the mix of games. They win the division. They have a home game. This is what the whole thing is about. And now, yeah, going to the playoffs. You have to win. You absolutely have to win a couple of playoff games. Because they won, again, this is what we're talking about with Kirk Cousins and, uh, and you know, Case Keenum. Like, you won, you won a playoff game last year with your backup in. Yeah, on the road. I know there was no fans, but you won in Seattle. I feel like he is one of the few my knock on Stafford would be when he starts bad, he can't change it around. I feel for the most part, like there, like there's quarterbacks who can start poorly and can write the ship throughout the game. I, I feel like that's difficult for him to do. And to be honest, I don't know what to expect. Now, what about on the flip side of that game? Whether the Niners did the Niners show you something? What like not to get ahead of ourselves, but did the Niners show you something in terms of having a chance against the Cowboys this week? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You're not you're, you. You don't the the Cowboys scoring fifty one points or whatever doesn't make you fear this Cowboys team. In fact, the way the Niners came back in that game after being down big. I like momentum. I think it's real, especially defensively. I think right now I put my money on the Niners. Like the Niners I mean, play, they play team football. The Niners just have to go out and run the ball down the Cowboys throat. Yeah. I'll be rooting for Samuel the Niners. At this point. Unbelievable. Has thrown touchdowns. I mean, everybody feared Debo and Friday. Like this is this is this is Debo 2.0, man. I dude, I like the Niners. Right now, I like the Niners. 
This Cowboys team reminds me of so many of these teams, right? The last five or six years where like they're good enough to win 10, 11, 12 games, but do they have it enough to do a playoff run? I don't think they do. No, I don't either. Who do you like in that game? I like the Niners. Yeah. I like the Niners. I like the Bucks to kick the shit out of the Eagles. I think the Rams uh Arizona game is for sure interesting. You know, a first playoff game for Kingsbury and Murray. So that's that's see, that's the thing to me that's always interesting. Right, because playoffs are such a different animal. So it'll be exciting. You got a first playoff game for Murray, for Joe Burrow, for Derek Carr, for Mac Jones. And have some Odell Beckham Monday Night Football playoff bets. Oh, I'll be ready for that. About to own a Jersey Mike's franchise when I'm done with you. Yeah. What if your Jersey Mike's only did Mike's way? I'm okay with that. I'll pull off the onions. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the onions either. Onions got to be cooked for me. Agreed. Who are these people who like cold onions, especially cold onions on a salad? Oh, cold no way. Onions. Oh, disgusting. Well, Joe, we had a good back and forth battle, but... I did manage to get a W on you. Yeah. Came back it was like like the dolphin season. Just dug myself too big of a hole early on. Bad bad start of the season for me. You know, it's it, the the tough thing about pickem for me every year is like it's tied it's tied closely but not like exactly the same as you know, my gambling week is tough because to open this season, I was actually doing really well gambling wise while I was like losing ground on you. Just the games I didn't fucking have a clue on just seemed, seemed like I lost every one of them for the first eight weeks. So, uh, while you're, you know, going to a gender studies class or whatever, at some point in there, I have to mix in, uh, an Ikea. I will, tr- I'm going to try to get this Ikea trip. I was just talking about this yesterday uh, as I saw my fate, you know, closing in on me. I'm going to try to get this Ikea trip done reasonably soon. But what I would say is I'm not doing it in any sort of a COVID hot peak. Oh, I would nor would I want that. Otherwise, I'll try to get it done ASAP because honestly, it's giving me stress just thinking about having it on the horizon. So I'd like to get it done sooner rather than later, but I'm not going to a cesspool of human garbage while Omicron raves. Well, is there anything, you know, was there anything that was kind of symbolic that it basically ended by a completely meaningless late Cincinnati Bengals backdoor cover that I took yeah. the Bengals? Well, you know, it was so my morning looked good for a minute there. Oh, yeah. It looked, looked like good. it looked like I mean, the Giants were locked up since before the game started. That was reckless on my part. They you know, they're trotting out Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon and whoever. So I think, one, I think Jake from State Farm took a few snaps yeah. too. Uh, the thing is, I think it was so I got I got the first game 
what do we have? Nine different picks or eight different picks? Eight different picks. Eight different picks. I got the first game in the Chiefs game. So you cut so it to three. If I had if I had just come out of it uh two to one, or sorry, like four one in the morning games or three one in the morning games, I would have been right in the mix. But the minute it snapped back to even if it was even, I would I was basically done for. So um yeah, the but also of, my, you know, my Seahawks left. played. Yeah. Well, once I didn't even, I, I don't even, I didn't even check in on the afternoon. Once I was done, I was done in the morning. Well, you know, I, I thought when the Bengals were losing 14, nothing, I had that game on as well. I mean, I had like all the games on, but their backup Brandon out was getting absolutely lit up. I mean, destroyed. And I was like, no way they're down two touchdowns and they got a case Keenum fumble return which cut it to 14 7 that you know that's the difference in all these games it's just turnovers yeah and i couldn't believe the texans yeah that I, that seemed to be like i know you hate it and but like in the end all you have to do is win that game but it just seemed like titans were like we're going to prevent for a, a half of football and just like you're not going to score 21 points but you can score 20 but you're not going to score 21 have you ever seen a number one seed that you have like had the most little faith. Like I have the I have the least amount of faith in in, in them. Well, no, oh, I the think AFC is up for grabs. I think there's definitely been one season before that I thought were a little bit more suspect. But the thing about this, the thing about this Titans team is the one seed, the week off, like the uh, 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 certainly a team. I feel like some teams when you're going good and you're especially when you're a, a high-powered passing offense or whatever maybe you don't want the week off this team i feel like a week off suits them very well and if they get derrick henry back it's a game changer now who they play will be the interesting but also matchup. you know coming back you you know you come off a broken foot how healthy are you you know there's a lot of variables i mean if every team that's if if the favorite in every game wins they would have cincinnati i don't know the Bengals are gonna go into the super bowl it's just gonna like just take a dagger and just twist it in my heart i mean i think we can all agree that the steelers have no chance against the chiefs correct none Patriots bills could go either way, I guess. So you could have a, you could have a Belichick Vrabel second round game, but if Buffalo wins, you get Cincinnati going to Tennessee provided. Of course they don't lose to the Raiders, which you have already said. They're not going to do. I didn't say that. This Bengals team is don't, don't, don't Jesus. Bengals team is different. What I've said is I like the Bengals chances. I said that before this started, I mean, do you want, I've been saying this for weeks on text exchanges of people that I've bet with. I said, I do not like my chances. I said that going into last week, if the Bengals get the Raiders and I could not, that's why I was so upset last night. That was part of the reason I was like fucking Staley. Well, one, if they had tied, then it would have been chiefs, Raiders, chargers, Bengals, Patriots, right? Right. I would have really liked my chances with Belichick because they have also a great secondary against Taylor and Burrow. I just I would have liked that, especially 
if if this weather plays out, 35 degrees and snow, come on. But now you got Derek Carr and Jesus on your side. Well, the, the Bengals' weakness is their run defense defensively. Belichick would have he would have done what he did against the Bills. He would have ran the ball. I, like I'll, I'll go on record right now. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals beat them by two touchdowns. I, I, I just think there's so much. What, what are you laughing about? This is Bengals team is different, bro. I just think that game, there was so much emotion in that game for the Raiders. They've had such a year of emotion. I know how this happens. You see this time and time in sports where you ride on such a high and then, and then it's almost over when it shouldn't be over. Or maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe the, the Raiders reel off a few wins. Who fucking knows? All I know um, is I, I I don't I don't have faith in the Raiders. I just don't. Why did Aaron Rodgers play any of that game? Did we figure that out? Has that ever been decided? Like, why did he play any of that game if then they were going to take him out and just like lose it with Jordan Love? Yeah, I don't know. I was shocked too. I was like, why is he in that game? Dude, Aaron Rodgers, look. Can we talk about his look for a minute? He just doesn't care. No, he's gone full. Like, especially now every week he's on McAfee's like wearing a, a, a beanie. He looks like a hacker. He looks like a hacker from like a 90s movie. Again, like a 90s blockbuster movie where he's like playing a hacker and you're like, you know, hackers aren't usually this good looking. And they're like, but look at him. He's got long hair. It's kind of like he's wearing it under a beanie. He's wearing a black T-shirt with a long sleeve T-shirt underneath it. Are the Manning brothers doing that playoff game? Because that one's on Monday Night Football. I don't know. That would be glorious, wouldn't it be? That would be amazing. I mean, the... the Dude, the Manning curse is really going to be put to the test with a bye week. But I guess Rodgers technically lost yesterday. He played. He did. That's a good point. That's a good point. He played and he lost. Manning, the, Manning cast curses. Ruther's curse running fucking scared right now. Ruther curse is like, bro, I'm about to will a fucking Bengals playoff win. So don't even don't even fucking come out with your Manning curse. I do the unthinkable. You, you know what, Bengals fans? Again, I'm not planning on it, but you better Ruther hope. Ruther Curse I, turns a Bengals franchise around. You better just hope I don't Dave's show up Odell's to Paul career Brown. career in, in, in Los Angeles. Bengals fans better just hope I don't show up to Paul Brown Stadium. Oh, and five the Bengals are in games I've attended over a 16-year span. Oh, and five. Because if I show up, Bengals fans, in my Raiders gear. The Raiders. I just show up in that Yo Fool t-shirt that we have for Dirty Sports. That's another thing. There's not going to be many Raiders fans. Do you think there'll be Raiders fans at a game in Cincinnati? Yeah. It's from my, it's from the joke I do about the back window of the car. Like yeah. you can kick open the kitchen door of an Applebee's in Youngstown, Ohio. There will be a guy in a Bo Jackson jersey in there. <laughs> no fool. We lost Coach Madden this year, man. It's a tough year. It's our year, though. Going to the fucking game in Cincinnati next week. 
Fucking Raiders. I have not cared less about a college football championship game in my entire life than I, I heard tonight. in Cincinnati. They just eat chilies, like just like just like, eat them, like just just eating them, like just off the off the stem. No, they eat chili, dog. They eat chili. Yeah, so I said they eat chilies. I heard they just eat balls of chilies. These white boys are crazy. What I was trying to say was, as I, I don't even know how much of the game I'm watching tonight. That's how little I care at this point about college football. Oh, you're right. I was like, there's no money in that game. I know. We we do have we do have a, a couple calls on that, and, and you know, to be fair, I, I'll play people who are going to counter you and I. We, we like it's they trickled in. Okay. 310-359-8365. I'm excited to hear them because I want to know I want to know what kind of lunacy exists out there. I want to know the reason. I want to know how you people exist still. And it's OG dirtballs who've left them. Good. So it's uh it's Smith and CT. So Smith uh, is down in, you know, the southeast. North Carolina. What the fuck do they have going on? He's not that's standing for you know Sam Darnold. It's also like big time college basketball country. Sure. So college sports for sure. CT, dude, you got the you got the Kraken. You probably have Russell Wilson coming back. You're a goddamn Washington Cougars fan. Stop it. But I'll hear you out. Washington State. A little the disrespect. Yeah, Washington State Cougars. Sorry. All right, well, we'll hear these guys out. We'll start with Smith. What's up, boys? I know you guys talked a little college football today, being the national championship game between Georgia and Alabama. I know Joe and Andy, you guys, not huge college football fans, and talked about a playoff in the 1A level. Um, Joe, knowing that the 1AA and other uh, playoffs, 16 teams, top eight teams get buys, and you move on such and such. Um, but I think you guys both know that the NCAA has nothing to do with and does not sanction any of the bowl games, nor does the college football playoff. Is it a good idea to have a playoff at the 1A level? Yes. But I think that uh, there would be problems not just with scheduling, because they'd want to incorporate it inside the bowl system, but also how would the money be uh, handed out when uh, teams – uh, would you know leagues want more and more and more money? Plus, the other thing being um, the, the biggest problem being the disparity 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 can't talk today. Uh, the difference between the top programs and number sixteen. Um, it's not like the NCAA basketball tournament where a one and a sixteen uh, eventually you know happened with UNBC. Uh, football, it, it's just so much different. Um, I just don't think that you'd have the Cinderella stories. Unfortunately, I think you'd have the same uh, four teams in the final four every single year. Uh, talk about it. Stay dirty. Well, listen, two two things I feel like I've covered sufficiently, but I'll say it again. The the round of the Elite Eight in my tournament system is played every year at the Fiesta Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl, and the Sugar Bowl. Congratulations. I just saved your fucking your, your, your bowl system that you guys are all so desperate to hold on to. Why you want to suck 
Tostitos and Chick-fil-A and whoever's dick so much. I have no idea, but we will keep the fucking. I know they they grow these roses all year in Pasadena and their fucking yards, even though none of them give a shit about college football so that they can, can cut them and put them on floats and drive them down Colorado Avenue or whatever the fuck goes on. We'll keep your precious flower parade. And your fucking Chick-fil-A money will keep it all in place. The Elite Eight every year will be played in those on those sites. You can have a rotating place where the fucking championship game is the same way it is this year. You can have a rotating place of the final four, whatever, and then use the shitty other bowl games, the sugar and the, or the, you know, the peach and the holiday and the whatever for the fucking games before that. So we'll keep your goddamn bowl system. In but, place. They, but they already, that's what I'm confused when he said they already do that. They've already, they've already rotated when they instituted four teams, they already rotate the sugar, orange, Fiesta, Rose, cotton, and what, you know, they, they, yeah, they already do that. So right. you would just add more that and are then, already in place. And then I feel like I've already covered this as well, but I think that the disparity is when you don't have time to prepare between the one team and the four team between Alabama and Cincinnati is only enlarged by giving them a month off to get healthy and to prep. I think a 16 seed has a better chance of beating Alabama the week after the SEC championship game than the four seed does after with a month off. And I know they're not professional, but you see it time and time again in the NFL. I mean, I mean, yeah, you don't have time to prepare. You know, anything's possible. Okay, so that was his. Also, you got to play more games. Guys get hurt. Guys get like, yeah, it's true. All kinds of shit happens. All right, and this is CT defending, uh, or at least giving his viewpoint of why he enjoys it. Gentlemen, CT formerly from Seattle, lifelong Seattle Kraken fan, calling in, uh, talking about sports shows. Can't believe you didn't mention probably the best of all time, Kenny Powers. He's pounding down. Um, I mean, not necessarily about sports, but he is a major league pitcher. He's a man with the golden arm, reverse Apache master, man who can throw the ball fast as fuck. And then calling to defend college football a little bit. You know, I'm a big Washington State uh, University college football fan. It, I think going into the season, you need to have the right expectations. Are my expectations that Washington State wins the national championship? No, never is. We're not going to compete with Alabama or Georgia. Just can't. But if I can go in and held expectations that we're going to beat the Huskies, that we're going to compete with the Ducks, that we're going to have fun in some games. I think you can have fun watching college football. It's not like I watch a lot of other games, usually just just Cougs. But, you know, I went all the way down to El Paso for the Sun Bowl. had a great time. It was raining. I drank a lot of Miller Lights in the stands, did my part. So I think going in with that mindset for college football definitely helps. I mean, it's not going to be any fun if we expect to win the national championship every year. We're in Pullman, Washington, greatest college town in the world. But are we Alabama? Are we Georgia? No. And I know that. Go Cougs. Fuck Husky. Stay dirty. So, so he's coming from more of a sentimental, his school, and he understands it. But, but see, I would say, CT, Joe and I, see, we don't have that. Like, I went to a school that did not have a football I don't team. Even, but I guess the thing is, is like, 
for me, I enjoy going to a college football game. Me too. And drinking the beer and doing the tailgate. Sure. And I like the thing. But my my problem with it is all of that that makes college football more fun and more interesting outside of the lines than the NFL. You devalue that by making the competition such a bullshit like loaded in five schools. Like to me, you're leaving all the greatness, all the things that CT is essentially arguing, make college football. Great. You're leaving it all on the table by just being like, but I also know going in, we're never winning anything. It's like, okay. So you like drinking Miller lights. Me too. Like I want to, I would love to go to an old miss game and, go to the Grove and like do that. But like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If look, if you, if you're just going, like if you're a, a, a sports fan who is realistic and he seems realistic and says, Hey, th there's a glass ceiling. Like we're, we're never going to break through this glass ceiling for our team. That's fine. But you're also making then by saying that you're also making the exact same argument that I'm making. Sure. Which is college football is great. If only there was a way that to level the playing field. Yeah. And, that, and that's why, you know, and that therein lies the difference with college. I know they're different sports and maybe it's apples to oranges, but college football and college basketball. You, you know, there, there are small schools that have legit chances to win titles schools that, you know, a Gonzaga, you know, a, a, a Butler making it to the championship game, losing by two to Duke. It's like, these are legit opportunities. It, it just, you don't see that in the college football at all. But for me, as someone who, again, who didn't go to a school that even had a football team, like, like it, it just, when I invest my time and energy into something, I like it to be what I would deem fair and equal when it comes to sports. And when it's not fair and equal, like I'm just burnt out. That's why I said going into tonight's game, I'm just like, eh. I mean, Major League Baseball isn't fair and equal, but True. we're still we're still talking about it having, you know, it, it proving year in and year out that if you build smart, you can still compete. Yeah. In college football, with the system in place, you absolutely cannot compete. Your best hope is getting the, the shit kicked out of you in a playoff game against Alabama when they have a month off. Yeah. No, for sure. So it's like, cool, I get that there's, but my, my, my argument is essentially CT. I want you to enjoy all the things you enjoy about college football, but I want it to also fucking matter. Otherwise take your girl pumpkin picking in a, on an October Saturday, dude, you can get fucking hammered. You'll also be outside. There'll also be the fall weather. Why you got to make her sit through a fucking Washington, Oregon state game. 
that literally no one gives a shit about. But again, what, it, what but if he enjoys that experience, what's wrong with that? I'm just my point is, is that like you're you're essentially enjoying the experience for everything but the football. But that's fine if he if, if that's sure, the reason. That's what I'm saying. Go pumpkin picking. You know what I mean? The, my point is, if unless you're at Alabama or Clemson or whoever or Georgia or whatever, like that's essentially what you're doing. You're going pumpkin picking. You're going yeah. outside. It's fall. You're having some hot cider with some booze in it. You're having a couple beers. You're watching some shit that happens outside. You're going home. You're being like, it's fun, right? We were fucked up in a field. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just, you know, during tonight's game, it, it's it'd be like. I, I guess the NFL equivalent. Would would be like, I mean, I mean, they're just one game removed and they're playing each other again for the title. I mean, just just think about that. It, it, it'd be like the Bengals and the Chiefs playing this week for the Super Bowl. They're like, wait, they just played. They just played a fun game. What? They're already in the Super Bowl. Like that's this is not fun to me. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. So uh give us a ring. Also, I will uh keep sending out koozies to anyone that leaves a podcast review. If you leave it on Apple, please leave your Twitter or Instagram handle or on Spotify, just send me a tweet or send a DM to at the dirty sports or at Andy Ruther. And I'll get koozies out that way. Um, live show wise, uh, guys, I just want to reiterate because um, I had somebody reach out to me saying they were going to come to our show, my show in um, Santa Cruz, that my Bay Area trip that was supposed to be a few weeks from now has been COVID canceled. They have canceled Sketchfest in San Francisco and have pushed it into early next year. So. There will be a sketch fest. It'll be in early 2023. <laughs> See you there. Uh, I therefore had to cancel my show at the Crow's Nest in Santa Cruz. I replaced the show that night. I'll be uh, doing two shows with Eddie Ift down at the Irvine Improv. Eddie is recording his set, I believe, for an album or a special of some sort. So he's going to be doing two shows. I'll be down there on the 22nd. I It is official. The last weekend in uh, January for you dirt balls, your, you snowballs, you dirt balls north of the border. I will be at House of Comedy in Vancouver headlining Thursday, the 27th, Friday, the 28th, Saturday, the 29th and Sunday, the 30th House of Comedy, B.C. Uh, I believe it's in New Westminster, which is basically in Vancouver somewhere. So dirt balls, snowballs. If you're in the Vancouver area, slide in my DMs. I want to know uh, what kind of what kind of dirt balls we got up there. I want to hang with some dirt balls, see some things in Vancouver. I've never been the Couve, as Lachlan Patterson refers to it. Uh, I'll be up there. And then in February, I'll be joining Eddie Ift for some shows in Chicago and Milwaukee. All these dates and more on my website, joeprano.com forward slash shows, or just follow me on all social media at Joe Prano, except for Twitter, where I'm Fix Your Life, because I post a lot about my shows there. So 
Check it out. All righty. Well, that is our show. Playoffs are here. It's a fun time to be a sports fan, and we'll be back on Thursday. You guys have a great start to your week. And as always, stay dirty.